Welcome to the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast with your hosts, Austin McAdam and Andrew Hagenbaugh. Welcome, everybody, to episode 17 of the Fantasy Geniuses Podcast. We are your hosts. I am Andrew Hagenbaugh, and across from me, as always, my very good friend, Mr. Austin Mac Adam Austin, how you doing, buddy? I'm pumped. I got into my fantasy championship in my big league. I am ecstatic. I'm in three championships, actually, in my leagues. I was in six total. I'm in three championships. So, hey, I'll take that. Yeah. Two, two of them are the paid leagues, though, but so those are the ones I'm a little more leaning exciting. towards. But, no, I'm, I'm really pumped of actually playing your girlfriend in the, the other one. So, yeah, that's crazy. I no, she didn't even expect to make I it. I wasn't. I thought, yeah, I don't know. I thought it would be you and I, to be honest with you, because if you make it through, I I did. I went back and looked. If you made it through instead of her, you're in the same spot. Yeah. So you both win as long as you set the right lineups and everything. You know, you both win. So the funny thing is, too, the two people who tied in record. And I lost by 10 points. I was going to say it was 10 points. Yeah, He literally missed the playoffs by 10 points because just because that's what the tiebreaker ended up going down to. But hey, whatever. Yeah, thanks to all those injuries in week one and stayed injured for half the year. (laughs) Had a hard time finding people to buckle down. And even the people I did find just didn't perform. Right. Next year, I want to get like a league of you and I and then, you know, to fill up the rest of them with listeners that'd be pretty cool yeah that's the, that's what i want to do too i want to do like a league of like listeners yeah that'd be something that we should definitely try to to work on but they know you know off season's coming and we can discuss that plenty then yes. so but for now today so what we're going to be talking about today is it's actually pretty pretty easy what we're going to go through now this one is going to be pretty directly at all of the guys that are or all of you guys that are in the Champions. fantasy championships this week. Or at least in the Or begin- still in the playoffs because yeah. I know some so, leagues, which you should get out of if they are, but because week 17 championships are... Yeah, but <laughs> I am in one. Really? Yeah. It's a week, that one, the other league? The other league I'm 17? in, I'm in, a, I'm in the playoffs and it's it's one of those leagues where week 17 is the championship. Like, I uh, just made the second round. <laughs> ew, I don't like that. I know, it's disgusting, but, but it, it is what it is. But this is definitely... Highly focused at you guys for the waiver here. So yes. all the other spots are basically decided. I mean, other than, you know, your your fourth and third place. Though, but basically everything else at this point is pretty pretty decided. So these are these are focused pickups for you. And we have a pretty good amount in there in here. And two of them, in my eyes, are league could be league winners have the potential. Yes. And we're going to go over as well some some notes and injuries that we need to talk about. Be wary of for the next couple of days and just keep your eye out on. And then that's that's going to be that. So we can go in and start ahead with uh, some of the uh, injuries that you have here. Yeah. So let's start off in Tampa Bay with wide receiver Chris Godwin hamstring. He did not practice today. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. It was. It's a hamstring injury. He's not going to. I don't even know why they, why that was even out. There's no way. There's no way. Unless it's like one of those like minor. Like I barely pulled my hamstring, but I could still play on Sunday type <sighs> deals. But it's not going to be like that. I think he's going to be out until maybe next week. Yeah. If he if he decides to play. I, I don't know what's there. They're not. 
they're not even in like a playoff. They're hunt. not even a playoff hunt. They're he's, they're out. He's done. He's done. yeah. He's done for the season. There's no question. There's no need. There's no need. Don't risk it. Yeah. So uh, don't like it. But in sticking with Tampa Bay, uh, Jameis Winston, he actually didn't throw today at practice either. No. So with that thumb injury he's got going on, he didn't throw at practice. Doesn't worry me as much. They're probably just resting it because he did jab it the other day. You know, he jabbed it last week. He played perfectly fine this week, so yeah. I'm not too. I'm about to say he probably just felt a little bit of pain or just like yeah. soreness and then just had a hard time throwing. But again, it's one of those injuries where he did come out the other day and just dominated still. And I don't think it's really gonna affect him going into Sunday. No, I don't I don't see that being an issue going into going into Sunday. No, not at all. And switching over to Pittsburgh, tight end Vance McDonald, still in the concussion protocol. His season's probably more than likely over as well. I mean, playoff depending, but you know, if the if the Steelers do end up making it through, he might be able to play. But, it, but yeah, I'm not seeing anything. Yeah, it's, too crazy there. Yeah, it's sad to see, but like he's been in the concussion protocol for a while now. Yeah, he it, has. it's been almost about a week. So I don't see why they still haven't. If it's serious, then he should be sitting out for a while. If not, then. You can clear them or just say, hey, don't practice for a little bit. Then we'll clear you and then be good to go. as well, something I want to check because I do remember that we have to remember that there's no Thursday game this week and it's, they there's like a multiple Saturday games. Yeah. He plays Saturday, not Sunday. Jameis does. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about that. It is one of those weeks where it's Saturday mm-hmm, and not Thursday. The, which, whatever. It's cool with me. It's a bunch more. No one knows what the NFL is doing anymore. Yeah, it's weird. So we've got Saturday, the Saturday games. So here's just the... The Saturday games, are, there's uh, three of them. Houston-Tampa Bay, that's the 1 p.m. Saturday game. Okay. 4.30, we've got Buffalo-New England. Oh, that's and like Saints and... 8.15, we've got actually the Rams in San Francisco. Oh, Rams in San Francisco, okay. The Monday night game is Green Bay-Minnesota. So That's a good pretty Monday good, night. Pretty good primetime games. What's Sunday night? Yeah. Sunday night, Kansas City and Chicago. Not too bad. I, I like those. Trying to see the good game coming up this week is actually going to be Dallas Philly. Yeah, because that decides that basically that's, de- that's playoffs. Basically, right that's there. basically the decider who wins that division. Yeah, almost. that's that's basically is is what it kind of looks like there. Yeah, but sticking in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. wide receiver Juju Smith Schuster still questionable for Week 16, even though they. You know, last week they said, "Oh, he's all good," and yeah, but then it was due to a setback. It's due and to a setback. No, yeah. he. He's Stop. done. He's done. Like I said last week, you guys have a shot at making the playoffs. If you can make the playoffs without him, which he's been non-existent already, yeah, do it and then wait for him, let him be healthy, and let him come back then. Yeah. Stop trying Same to thing with him. James Conner. Yeah. Because I don't even have James Conner on this list, but it's the same thing. James Conner, if he you He played, but he didn't play... A lot. A lot. He was he very limited. He was very limited. Mm-hmm. So those guys, I just keep out. If, and if you make the playoffs... Just save him for the playoffs. That's yeah. more important than a regular season game. And then T.Y. Hilton, he caught four passes Monday night, but just wasn't himself. And he would even tell you that. And they were talking about it in the Monday night game if you watched it. It just – he the reason he went out there is because he said he wanted to play with his with his brothers. Yeah. What he, was what he said. That's why they have not thrown him on IR. He's like the only person on that team that's gotten hurt this year that has not been put on IR. So – I don't trust T.Y. Hilton. He's not somebody that, mm-hmm. I mean, if you watched football last night, you didn't trust any of the Indi- Indianapolis offense at all. Yeah, so, they, they they said that 
if he has a good week in practice and he'll play, but if not, then he's done. Good. Leave him that way. So it, it all depends on how this week goes in practice for yeah. him. Two positions here in Oakland we have. So running backs Josh Jacobs is questionable now. He was feeling some pain in that shoulder. And wide receiver Hunter Renfro, this one's actually was a little shocking to me. He's expected to play facing the Chargers. So, and with that rib injury slash lung, I mean, they said that that, that rib punctured. Yeah, they said that he could have been done for the whole season. Yeah, that's what I thought. So that's what kind of... And it blew and it blew my mind, too, because I saw it. I was like, wow, Hunter Renfro can play? I was like... I, I thought he was done for the season. I, that's just what I assumed. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you hear that a bone broke and then that broken bone popped in the lung, that's scary, serious and scary and you don't want to... I mean, that seems like something to me. Unless they fixed him up and he looked really good at practice or something, and they said, all right, I'm he's going to go. I'm he was practicing. That's yeah. what I was shocked about. So Tough kid. Yeah, so that's what's going on in Oakland. And then uh, we. I, I want to go, actually, once like I want to go back to Josh Jacobs. Oh, okay. Because they said that, because people didn't think it would be like a bad injury mm-hmm. to where he could play. Yeah. But from what Gruden said, he struggled taking off his pads. Like very badly, like yeah. he, he he could barely like lift these pads and just off get them him off his shoulder, and it almost required him to have help. Hmm. Like he got him off himself, yeah. but it almost required help to get him off because mm. he just could hardly lift that shoulder and just like get the pads off. So it's not really looking that great for Josh Jacobs. Mm-mm. Okay, so oh, I didn't I didn't know that. So yeah, that really doesn't look too good for him. Uh, Jacksonville wide receiver DJ Chark hit that ankle injury has been cleared to practice. He has been practicing. He was seen running, doing cuts, running routes. Yeah. He looking like, you know, like he was going into himself, looking like he will be playing week 16. That's good to know for him. And that's good to know for a lot of those fantasy yeah. owners in the championship who have them. I mean, Jacksonville's offense looks terrible. I mean, they don't look very good at all now, but they really don't look good when DJ Chark doesn't play. He's been this yeah. year. An emerging, like he just came out of nowhere and was really, really good. So, yeah, him and D.D. Westbrook, the best receivers in that. I mean, they're the only really receivers, receivers there. Yeah. yeah. Um, then now this one, this is the biggest one of the week. This is the biggest one of the week for sure. Uh, Dalvin Cook, running back Dalvin Cook, again says, now he's saying that the shoulder is feeling good and that he could return week 16. There's been so many mixed mixed feelings on it. I've talked to a couple people about it today. And... I still don't even know where I stand on it. I want to believe the <laughs> coaches and him and everything, but then Schefter is saying it doesn't look good. So yeah, it's tough to it's tough to who to believe in because do yeah. you believe in a reporter like Adam Schefter or do you believe guys within the organization? And it's kind of tough Which, to debate. Bo- sorry, go ahead. It's kind of tough because you know we have a big situation like that here in Cleveland where it's like. There's so much stuff going on. It's like, who do you believe? Do you believe the guys in the organization or do you believe the people in the media? Because they're all saying totally different things. I know, and it's that's the thing I don't get. They're the but and if you've paid attention, like if you've seen, a lot of the times it's starting to kind of feel like the media is be, is right more than the organization. Organization, and you'd it should be the other way around. If the organization is telling me that. That's what should be, and again, we've I've talked about it all season since literally since we've started this podcast with Cam Newton and that that whole situation. Yeah. How he was fine, he was fine, he was fine. Just kidding, IR. 
Yeah, just kidding. I'm getting surgery like tomorrow. <laughs> and then, so, I mean, his foot was like pulverized. It was pulverized. It was ridiculous, yeah. you know? And they were saying he's fine. He's, he'll be good. Yeah, he's, he's doing great. Yeah, we, we're going to have him playing. What? But you knew, like, you, I don't know. They never really came out and said that, yes, they did know that it was as bad as it was, needed surgery and everything. But, man, I don't know. Things like this, it's scary to me. It's scary to me. We'll touch more on the Dalvin Cook situation here in a little bit. Uh, but, man, that... That's scary. It just it was not... I, I like seeing that he's feeling good and could return. I, I do like that, but... Ugh. But, again, do you trust the words of the yeah, player but, and the coaching staff? Yeah, and, who, who are you going to... It's, you know, you're... Because I, I, I don't really believe in it right now. Because I want, I want, like you said, I want to believe in Dalvin Cook being able to return, but I, I just... guess where I go from with that. So this has happened. One other Minnesota player has been very injured this year, injured this year in, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, and they sh- were very straight shooters when they said, you know, he's feeling good. He's at practice. He's running routes. He's great. He's fine. He looks like Adam Thielen. He's gonna play. Well, he came out and he played. Now I get the injury was reaggravated, but he did play. So. It's they didn't lie there, so that is a plus in my book. Yeah, but it's just know. something we'll see during the week, and then yeah. we'll get back to on like Friday. Yep, Friday is that's going to be one of those situations where we just got to talk about it Friday. Mm-hmm. And the last one, we have Carolina tight end Greg Olson is out of the concussion protocol and set to return week sixteen. Don't get excited. No. Don't get excited. He just came off of a concussion. No. He don't one hit again. That guy's dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> he is not. They're not off of a concussion. You're not going to want to just put like insert this guy immediately and expect him to get the same, you know, seven or like six to eight targets that he's been getting. And no, it's just not going to be how it works. So you don't ever want to play a guy immediately off an injury in most cases, unless they're one of those top ten picks, basically. Yeah, I totally agree. Greg Olson's nothing to get excited about. Yeah, nothing to get excited about, but, I mean, it's news that we needed to make sure you had. Yeah, because in case if you actually didn't need that tight end. Yeah, I mean, and obviously he's, he's available. the only guy you got. Like, dynasty situations where you yeah. don't have waiver wire, and it's basically your roster's your own waiver wire. Yeah. If you're in that situation, of course. I, I understand, but... The, he's, don't expect him to do too much with no, it. No, he's, he's your last tight end. He's, pick, he's your last hope, like... He's the godsend. Like, okay, I need a tight end. He's there. He's the right. best available. I got to have him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that is everything that we're going to have for at least, you know, injury-wise, things of that nature. What we're going to go ahead and do now is talk about some positions here. Well, every position. And I've got one position for running back, quarterback, and defense. Tight end, I got two. Wide receiver, I got three. Yep, three. So... Well, you know, I just want to kind of emphasize the importance of the waiver wire. Yeah. The waiver wire is legitimately where leagues are won and lost. And that goes, that's all season. That needs to be preached all season. And next season, it will be preached from, you know, I mean, as soon as off season starts. after the Basically, after the draft happens and we're able to officially start confidently talking about 2020 fantasy football. Yeah. It needs to be made understood how important doing, you know, dealing with the waivers weekly are because that is where your team will be make 
made him yeah. you know broken. And you got to know who's who, and you got to know which player can do what, and, you, and your team's necessities. You you really have to, yeah. You really have to be like kind of knowledgeable because mm-hmm. it's not just where like you can just pick up a guy and just pray that he does well. It's not that situation. You got to know, know what you're picking up. It's like you, yeah, you have to know who you're picking up. Like okay, what was this guy's skill set? What's his talents? What's his ability? Why, why am I picking him up off the waiver wire? Yeah, who was somebody injured? was did he just outshine somebody you know like yeah just things like that like nobody was injured in jacksonville this year but dj chark came out and to be the number one ride receiver he passed dd westbrook yeah dd westbrook was the one drafted there as the number one you drafted dd westbrook thinking oh sweet i got the number one wide receiver at jacksonville great and then two weeks into the season this dude named dj chark is absolutely exploding he's the shiniest thing there and all of a sudden, your pick looks terrible, and then they picked him up for free. Well, it's like everybody talking about DK Metcalf during mm-hmm. the combine. His three cone drill is not the greatest in Sinet, yeah. but he's tearing up the league right now. Russell Wilson's making him look like the number one receiver in the NFL. Yeah, there's like, by the time his career's over, or even not even by the time it's over, like you know, give him two, three more seasons when he's in there as I'm a top wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. Why did you know he's he could he, he'll be able to list the teams that passed on him basically yeah and he'll keep that list forever the, those guys and those are always the best guys because they got that they play with that chip on the shoulder mentality mm-hmm. like i'll show you how good i am i'm i'm i told you coming in here that don't, i was one of the best don't and you need me. to take me yeah you didn't so but yeah no that's that's different but the waiver wire is very important, and that's something that needs to be explained now. This week, it is extremely important because this is your championship. This is what you work for all year. This is what you want. This is what you're trying to do. Yeah, and before I jump into a waiver, mm-hmm. I'm looking up stats from the, the whole career, mm-hmm. and then I go and look at fantasy stats of what they've done overall in fantasy total. I'm digging deep into what's what they have done yeah, and, how, research. and how consistent they are because – for me, on my team, I'm looking for guys with consistency. Mm-hmm. Can this guy consistently hit his floor? Right. Like, if I got Tyree Kill, and if his floor is 17 points a week, I want to make sure he can get 17 points a yeah. week. How consistently is he getting those 17 points? Or is he just giving – is he given that floor, given that projection because he plays with Patrick Mahomes on a great offense? But yeah. just this season, he's been – you know, like – just as in, like, not saying he has been, but just like say he's been disappointing this season, and it's you just don't note it because you're just yeah. looking at the name. You got to make sure you're paying attention. Or so, like guys like Hunter Renfro and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. if their floor is like ten points, can I make sure they get ten points a game and not just oh he got ten points for three weeks straight, then he dipped to like two points a week, and then right. it's like or he's useless to me. Or the opposite of where yeah. he just had one big blow up game. He went for forty. Yeah. And then it's been that was just an anomaly. Like seven. So, and yeah. Eight you gotta and make sure that he's consistent. He's getting the targets. He's gonna be getting the targets. Don't let that one like big that. number get to you. Like, oh yeah, he had a forty point game. Don't expect that again. Right. <laughs> and it's funny we talk about that because there's gonna be someone similar to that on my list here, but I'll explain <laughs> the situation as we get there. Now Let's go into some of this. Starting with running back. The one guy I've got here is Mike Boone. Now, we've talked about Alexander Mattinson. This is when we go back to all the way to the running back handcuffs. We talked about Alexander Mattinson and how good he is and why he is a must-own in leagues. Because when it comes to fantasy playoffs, Minnesota has absolutely insane running matchups. Mm -hmm. You want running backs in Minnesota in the playoffs, hence Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is 
questionable. He might not play this week. Therefore, you want his backup. At the moment, it's Mike Boone because Mattinson did not practice a lick last week and did uh, not play at all. And I don't even think he practiced these last couple of days. Exactly. I don't think he practiced today or yesterday. So not looking good for him. Don't think he's playing. Better chance Dalvin plays in him. Yeah. Mike Boone is going to be the one taking up for that. He scored last week. He looked perfectly fine. He's going to be going into an offense that is just great. I mean, it's a great offense, and they run a lot. They want to run the ball. So he immediately is an asset. He is now. He's not as a as one for one as Matt Madison would be, but he's still going to be great, better than any other option out there. All right, especially that like this week <laughs> in particular. There's not many running back options out there that you can rely on. It, it, and I say that loosely because if Dalvin plays, obviously you don't rely on Boone at all. He doesn't. He probably doesn't even touch the the field. Yeah. Well, if Matt, well, he does if Matt plays or does not play. But you know what I mean. He, he's not the number one guy. Dalvin would be the number one. Guy. Right. Dalvin would be the number one guy. He'll just come in when Dalvin goes out and catches like a two second break, and then they'll no. go back out. Yeah. So. Mike Mike Boone's going to be a guy if Dalvin plays. He's just going to be a quick backup for like right. a quick breather or two, and then yeah, a couple he, plays, and then he's he, back out. He wouldn't be as like flexible as Mattinson is now. Like Mattinson is almost a flex, a weekly flex play now. Yeah, almost. You know, in in the in he almost is in a little bit of deeper leagues. Like if you have like the extended rosters, like starting rosters, with like one of those extra like an extra flex spot or two, he's definitely on there. Like he's an easy flex each week, but. He is not like Mike Boone won't be like that. He's not going to do that same thing. Now, one thing I do want to preface here is, and this is the the kind of junky part of the situation, is they play on Monday night football. So if you get Mike Boone and you commit to Mike Boone and you put him in on your starting lineup and you don't own Dalvin Cook, ruh, ruh raggy. <laughs> because say you're in a situation where you need 20 points, you need 20 points and it's, you have Mike Boone and I'm telling you right now that Mike Boone's, that's probably his floor. If he's the starter and he plays, I'm telling yeah. you right now, he has an easy, easy chance of getting 20 points this week. He can get, easily get touchdowns. He's going to get all those running yards. He'll be fine. Yeah. Minnesota's always been a great running. Team. Right. But all of a sudden Monday night comes around. You don't have Dalvin cook, but you picked up Mike Boone and you, you committed on starting him, and you need 20 points, but now Dalvin's playing. And it's Monday Night Football, kind of out of luck. So yeah. you really have to – you got to know what you're getting yourself into, and we just really need to hope that going in to Saturday, Sunday, we know who's playing. Like yeah. we, we have a really good idea at least, you know. You so, have to be confident in that guy playing. Game time decision, I don't trust it. I don't want to – if Dalvin is a game time decision, I don't want to mess with it. I don't. Yeah. Unless I have both. If I have both, I'm fine because the second I know, you just insert and you're good. Right. You know what I mean? So just be very wary of that going into this pickup here, okay? that's That was the what I, I needed to get that out of the way before – Something happens, and you told me to pick up Mike Boone, and he didn't even play, and now I can't change anything, and you lost me my championship. Should should have listened all the way. <laughs> yeah, got to listen all the way through. So that is the running back. Like, so let's go ahead. Unless you have anything else to add, I'm good. Cool. You can keep going. 
let's get into the quarterback. So quarterback for the week that I'm going to have here as an ad is actually going to be Mitch Trubisky. This is definitely a bit of a desperation call here, but he, in the last couple weeks, has been on top. He has. He's been only behind, for at least from week 12 to 14, he was only behind Lamar Jackson in fantasy points scored for quarterbacks. So, I mean, hey, that's not bad. And I don't know, I mean, I don't even really know the game he had this week, but it really wasn't, I know it wasn't terrible, you know. So, he he's facing a Kansas City defense that's very exploitable or vulnerable or whatever the word you want to use. And he has two targets in Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson that he's just been utilizing very, very well, which is weird to say with Mitch Trubisky. I don't like saying it. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're in a situation where either your quarterback matchup is absolutely terrible or you don't have a quarterback, I don't, you know, for anything like that, anything. Like if you, if you have David Blau and you, if you have David Blau or something like that and you're, please go get Mitch Trubisky instead. I don't know how you made it there, but I don't know. In situations like that, if you know for a fact you need a quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, you're not going to find the upside for a quarterback that Mitch Trubisky has because he could go anywhere from 11 points to 50 points. And I mean, like, I guess like 45 is probably, I think that's his highest that he's had, but he's had multiple high to mid 40 games this year. Right. But he's also had multiple low, like 11 point games. So, and, and I'll tell you what, they, him and Allen Robinson have been great together these last few weeks. And Anthony Miller. And Anthony Miller. All, both, all three of those guys have been insane. Yeah. That's another reason why to get Mr. Bisky if yeah. you desperately need him. Right. And we'll talk about one of those guys later. <laughs> Yeah. Here in a little bit, and because by the way, wide receivers are the position to to need this week. Definite need. <laughs> they're the if they're the one to need this week because there's a couple that got hurt. There's some that have been hurt, and there's a lot of good, lot of there's three good pickups this week, three good pickups. But we go on. So I want to real quick just go over the defense. The defense I'm going to have here is actually going to be Denver Broncos. They're facing a struggling. David Blau, which funny we just talked about, and they're at home. They're in Denver, and they've been an up and down defense all all year. But they're playing one of the worst teams in football. Kind you know, I guess maybe not a hundred percent record wise, but they are as of right now one of the worst teams in football. Just how they're playing. They're a lottery pick, right? Yeah, they will be. So <laughs> they're they're they're, <laughs> they're not doing hot, and the Broncos defense has been doing. Decent. They've been average, yeah. So facing a team like that and the upside that they have shown that they're capable of, they're a very good streaming option in my eyes this week. So that's that's what that's that's gonna be it for the defenses there, though. The defense was gonna be quick. I didn't it's so hard if you look at all the defenses and the games and matchups this week. There's so many. The only other one I was considering would maybe be Atlanta, just because They've been they're facing Jacksonville and it's going to be if DJ Chark doesn't play I like Atlanta yeah I do so I guess I can, I'll, I'll put that here I if DJ Chark is not playing and that's a big if if he does play I don't because he can make too many big plays immediately just because that's what he has been doing but if he doesn't play Jacksonville has no offense 
and they can easily be exploited, and Atlanta can go for another, you know, 20-point defensive game, <laughs> and that'd be huge. That's like a league win to there. So just make sure you have your eyes on that. They're both good streaming options. One has an asterisk on it, though. Yeah, or you just take Denver because you don't trust your defense now. Right. So <laughs> do your thing. That's that's completely those are the situations there. I'm I'm giving we give you the tools. You got to make your decision. Yeah, we give you the tools. Just got to make it up yourself. Right. So, and now the tight end is with a position I wanted to go into. Now is that cool? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. And then we will finish it off with uh, wide receivers because that's going to be the biggest spot here for sure. Yeah. Um. So going with our tight ends, we have Noah Fant as our one of our tight ends. Yeah. So reason I like Noah Fant. So. I mean, yeah, the the 21-point fantasy game he had the other day, or uh, was two weeks ago, with Drew Locke coming in and just going bananas on Houston, was a very good thing to add to that. He had four targets. He caught all four for 113 yards and a touchdown. And I know this past week he only had three targets. He caught two of them, but it was still for 56 yards in the snow bowl. You know, like... He's a very athletic tight end. He's facing Detroit, who yeah. is exploitable, like we've talked about. I I like his athleticism and Drew Locke being young and hungry and hot right now, trying to finish off the season strong. That's what to say. Drew Locke is playing really hot right now. And I tell you what, though, no offense. I've watched him against a lot of these teams and. He's just a guy that can break tackles. He's a guy that can just he's he can move. Very athletic, very, very big. Six four, almost six five, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, that dude's 22. a truck. That dude's a truck. Yeah, he's he's a big guy. So he And he's got a wicked stiff arm. Yeah, you don't it you don't single tackle him very often. You're no, not gonna you, be getting you, you him double by him. Yeah, you're gonna have to have two of you guys there to to get him down. And he's been decent for the most part you know going for the for the season i guess like he's nothing outstanding he's been nothing he's had multiple of those 100 yard touchdown games too he has he's had he has multiple where he's had like five catches for 100 yards and a touchdown he's had multiple of those well he's had he's had he had one against cleveland He's at yeah. He had the one against cleveland and he had the one against houston for where they yeah he he was over 100 yards in those other than that, he did have a sixty-yard game, and then, but he did catch another touchdown this year as well. So it's, he's had three touchdowns on the season. He's played. He's just played very well. He's been utilized. He wasn't utilized as this much though until Drew Locke, and yeah, Drew Locke is showing how he likes him a lot in just the two-game sample size we've got. So I really like Noah Fant here, just as an upside play, and I think he has a pretty safe floor facing Detroit. Oh, he's got a more than a safe floor. I think he's got a bigger floor than what he should. Right. Just because of how bad that defense is for Detroit. I just think his floor, because what's his floor right now? What do they have him listed as? Uh, 10 points. 10 points? I'd give it like 14. Right, yeah. I, I do think that he could have himself Like 12 to 14, yeah. So this is something that I'll, let me ask you your opinion on this. So just without, I guess you might know his stats or not, but. This week, are you playing uh, Noah Fant against Detroit or Hunter Henry against Oakland? Oh, man, that's tough because Hunter Henry is just a better overall tight end. Mm -hmm. 
But also, too, you have to kind of look at the matchups. Oakland's defense way better than Detroit's. And I don't know. I I have more trust in Hunter Henry. Okay. Because I think Hunter Henry could build a bigger game. Whose quarterback's better right now? Definitely Drew Locke. Yeah. Was I con- Did I say the wrong name? Did I say Drew Locke? I feel like I said the wrong name. No, you're good. Okay. I guess I am picking Noah Fant specifically I, because of the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I was more comfortable with Hunter Henry, but if for the championship, and if I had to decide right now, do I go Henry or do I go Fant? I'd probably go Fant. Yeah. The my like I said, my only reason is just because the the quarterback. I just feel he has a safer quarterback to well, be drawing to him. It's not just a safer quarterback too. It's just the defense he's playing, and he just right. he gets a lot more receptions with who he has at quarterback now than what he used to. To be fair, they're both good tight end matchups. Yeah, either way. So either way, you're not going wrong. Yeah, you're you're. It's going to be hard to go wrong. They're going to have pretty similar. If not, if Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over three to four more times, and or just in general, the Chargers don't turn the the ball over. See that's times. see that's my questioning too is how well is Philip Rivers going to play? Yeah, because I mean they t- the Chargers themselves turned the ball over seven times last game. Yeah. So we'll see. But I just want I was curious because I'm going to use that ammunition later with a co-owner of mine. Um, okay. Second tight end I've got here is Johnu Smith. So I have Johnu Smith here, and I know he has not been getting the amount of targets he was getting when Delaney Walker went down and it's still down I know and he's the tight end there but last two weeks he has had he's had one touchdown he has had a total of only nine targets but he had the game he had a touchdown he had 30 yards caught three balls last game he had five receptions for 60 yards so not bad not Not bad bad at all I mean, those both are double-digit games right there. Those are both double-digit scoring games for a tight end. And he's playing New Orleans, who did well against the tight end last night, but it's not they're not a team that's known for doing well against the tight end. They just did well in all facets last night. Right. So it's it's another one. I like Fant more than I like Janu, but Janu also has Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball, who's on a hot streak, and is not afraid to throw his tight end the ball. So... I, and if you're in a situation where you need a tight end this week, I like I like John Smith the best. Yeah, I do too. Um, did you see his tackle a, a couple of days ago on Sunday against when the ball got intercepted and he ran like 90 yards and just dropped? Oh, Ryan Tannehill? No, no, Johnny Smith. Uh uh-uh. uh. Johnny's. So there was an interception on the goal line. Okay. And. The, the guy, I can't remember who, who intercepted it. It's like mix something. I can't. Right. And he just starts sprinting downfield. And, and I was like, okay, this is about to be a pick six. Next thing you know, you see Johnny Smith come out of nowhere and just blow him really? out of bounds. I'm like, are you kidding me? They showed him. He ran almost 90 yards and just obliterated this dude. <laughs> I forgot to add one thing about Johnny Smith last week. So, this, so uh, on Sunday, he also... Because I was sitting here wondering, why in the world does he have 16 points? He had a 57-yard rush. Yeah, he had a 57-yard rusher. Forgot about that. So no wonder he had the 16. Uh, But no, aside of the anomaly rush, even then he still would have had a a decent game. So 
if you're in need of a tight end this week for any reason, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. I think he'd be a, I think he'd be a great ad. So we have one more section to go into, and this one will be a lot more fun, and this is going to be the one that I think a lot of you guys were sticking around for. It's going to be the wide receivers. So there are three guys on this list, all of them good. I'm going to go, in my opinion, from the third ad to the first ad is what I'm going to do. So the third guy on the list, so this is if you can't get the, the next two, it's going to be Greg Ward. Not many people even know who this guy is. Uh, this is Philadelphia Eagles' number one wide receiver right now. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has not been who he has supposed to be and helping out as much as he should with Alshon Jeffrey on IR and Aguilar been dealing with that knee injury. This has been the guy to step up, Greg Ward. Now, Greg Ward in the last two games – has had nine targets in each. And they're playing in a game where they have to win. They have to win. They're going to need to score. And Carson Wentz is showing that when it comes to his wide receivers, Greg Ward is the guy he's going to throw it to. So when it comes to the upside play, I really like Greg Ward. And the reason I'm picking him at this third spot is purely off of the upside. Yeah, I I, I like Greg Ward, especially in a must-win game. He, <laughs> in a must-win game, Greg Ward has to, he's got to perform. And we all know Carson Wentz is going to have to perform, and we're going to know that that whole team is going to have to perform, but it's mainly going to be Carson Wentz. And his only target, like you said, is Greg Ward. So I can see Greg Ward getting another maybe nine targets, maybe even 10 or right, more. If not more. Where he can have maybe a 100-yard game against Dallas. Yeah, I mean he he caught the game winning touchdown against Washington. Yes, and I don't. He just looked he, he looked good. He had seven. He caught seven balls for sixty one yards and a touchdown. On that was on nine targets. Yeah, he's looking really good right now. And he like it's like we said, he's a guy you can trust against a Dow, a good Dallas team. Both teams are desperate need to win, like very desperate need to win, and it, it's all about who comes out. You know, with it, it comes out, it comes down to a guy who's got the chip on their shoulder, or the team with their chip on their shoulder. And the way that both teams have been playing, it's not been great. I think the Eagles have been playing like garbage, and I think the Cowboys have been playing like garbage, except for the Cowboys the other night blowing out right, the Rams. They did really good against the Rams. But I digress because right. they still been very, very poor all season long due to poor coaching. And I just continue to see, you know, the head coach continue to make Dallas poor <laughs> right so I mean I I just I like the matchup for Greg Ward I because of the upside and he has to win the game if they want to continue on so we it, 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 it's a good game that Greg Ward is gonna be huge in and he's a guy that would you say like a must start I don't know not for him it's a tough one if you're looking if you're in a three wide receiver league, you're in the championship, and you just lost Chris Godwin, and you're looking for your backup. You don't have a good one. You don't have a backup, and you can't get either of the next two that I'm playing. Yeah, you start them because you have to. But if you're in a I mean, if you don't need the wide receiver, you're not going to be going out there getting him. So you're picking up any of these three guys to start. Yes, um, 
I'm I'd, not going to use the term must start for him just because I like these other two better and I think they are plug and play. I just think that he's got a yeah. I, I think he's, he's got, got a good, good he's, he's got, got a good game. game. Yeah, he's got a good game that he I I think he's got a good game in him where but he's going to blow out. My my only thing is that because he is playing Dallas compared to who the other two people are playing that I that I have on the list, this is the worst matchup. Oh te- yeah, te- it is the worst matchup. So. It's that's that's my only reasoning for this. Now, if you have a week seventeen, if you have a week seventeen championship, I like grabbing Greg Ward because he plays the Gi- or the Giants, so that's something. But whatever, we continue <laughs> to the next guy, the number two wide receiver ad of the week, Anthony Miller. Told you we talk about Chicago and him again. Yeah, and as as we talked about, he has just been doing very, very well. And if you are unable to get this first guy who's going to be very hot on leagues, this is who you want, and you can take him and put him right into your starting lineup. He has scored once in the last two games. He's facing a defense in Kansas City that is definitely able to be exposed and is very vulnerable, and he's just been doing great. So this is from the last five weeks. This is just his targets in the last five weeks. He went 11 9 13, 4, a little drop down, and then last week, 15. So he's getting the ball. They are making sure he gets this ball, and when he gets it, he's getting it in volume. So he's a very good player. Yeah, and like we said earlier, uh, Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson have been fantastic these last few yes. weeks. Like, absolutely dominating. Both share, they're both basically just sharing touchdowns at this point, and it's hilarious. Because it's like, oh, Allen Robertson, here's a touchdown for you. You should give one to my buddy Anthony. You should give my buddy Anthony Miller a touchdown as well. He catches a touchdown, and it just they've been going back and forth. And Mitch Trubisky, the way that Mitch Trubisky's been playing these last few weeks, have really unlocked what Anthony Miller can do. And he finally found Allen Robinson to what his potential should be. And, and Anthony, they're finding them both. I think. Yeah. I think at the beginning, of, I was actually, I was, I was high on both. I liked them both. Well, yeah, because I had Allen Robinson yeah. to start the season, but it, the way that Mitch Trubisky was playing, I had to drop him and get someone better. And I, right, and I was the same way. I actually, I was going so hard for Anthony Miller. I really wanted Anthony Miller. Yeah. Because, well, and and I, I had him in one league, but I really liked Anthony Miller because I was excited for this offense. I was. Yeah. I was excited for Chicago at the beginning of the season turned on me quickly um <laughs> i turned but, on both of us yeah they're showing up late in the season i get it for chicago themselves that's not good no for fantasy owners that is great these are guys that were thrown onto the waiver wire when they were i mean they were chucked onto the waiver wire because they were mad that people wasted a pick you know we were mad that we wasted a pick on them. whatever get off my team i get someone better dj chark welcome aboard you know things like that so these are guys that are going to make and break and win these championships, and Anthony Miller is one of those guys. He has mm-hmm. been playing really well. He has the ability to get multiple touchdowns in a game. He can. He's going to catch a lot of balls. He can easily get over 100 yards, easily get a touchdown. You're looking at a, a walking, you know, as long as he keeps this up against Kansas City, you're looking at a walking 20 points right there. And oh, yeah, easy. Yeah, you're, that's, that's a very big possibility. And this next guy, I I argue, even he's a walking even more amount yeah. of points because 
Are we good to go into them? We're good to go on them. Go ahead. Brashad Perriman, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin out. He is now on the just, I mean, it's arguably the most passing offense team there. It's like all they do is pass the ball. Jameis Winston is always passing the ball, whether it's a dump off or a 90-yard bomb for a touchdown. It's just one or the other. <laughs> it's right. just what happens. And Brashad Perriman scored three times last week. Three times. That's insane. He had a very, very good game. And being now that he is the only one there, I I don't see why he doesn't do it again against Houston, who has been getting numbers ran up on them all season. He had 113 yards and three scores. That's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Had a great, great game. And Godwin made an early exit, too. So it's not like Godwin played most of the game. Like, this was throughout the game. So that's, like, he sustained that. Yeah. Showing that he can do it again. And I I just, I really, really do like him. And he's a good, he's a good, he's a good receiver. He is. We've we've seen him play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we've seen him play here in Cleveland. Yeah, so we know the capabilities that he's got. Yeah, he was great for us last year. And especially in the second half of the season when the Browns finally unlocked Baker Mayfield. And he... He played very well in that Browns offense. Like he was basically our number, he was our number two or three, mm-hmm. I would say, in that offense. And because now, go ahead. he was actually our number three because we had Jarvis and then we had Rashad Higgins and then mm-hmm. you know Brashad Perriman. And Brashad Perriman still got a boatload of touchdowns. And now because we got him from Baltimore because Baltimore didn't utilize him well at all. Mm-hmm. But that's when they had Joe Flacco, and Joe yeah. Flacco refuses to throw anything more than 10 yards. Yeah, and that's not how this guy plays. No. When he catches the ball, he's probably 15-plus yards down the field. Yeah, he reminds you a lot of guys like Chris Godwin and, you know. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Goodwin from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Guys who are absolute speedsters and can just dart down the field and beat you off the line instantly. Yeah, they're going to beat you. They're going to beat you on the line. Unless you give them a little chuck at the line, mm-hmm. you're, you're dusted. Because you're not going to catch those dudes. And they have such... The best part about those guys is they have such great hands. Mm -hmm. They rarely drop the ball. Even if the ball's extended out a little bit, they'll catch it with two two fingers. They'll catch it. Those guys' hands are amazing. good hands, that's for sure. So, Brashad Perryman, being the number one receiver for Jameis, is not even a total loss that he lost Chris Godwin or Mike Evans. It's like he didn't even lose anybody. He's like, Chris Godwin who? Mike Evans, too, still got Brashad Perryman. He's still catching footballs. And so, yeah, dude, Brashad Perryman being the number one there, it's insane. And if he's available or if you have him, absolutely 100% insert quickly. Like, no hesitation, insert quickly. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Brashad Perryman is huge. You're picking him up. You're starting him. He is going to be just really, really big this week. You've seen Mike Evans and you've seen – Godwin, he's going to be giving those numbers. So just go look at their season. That's what you're going to be getting in your fantasy championship. Absolutely. Huge pickup this week. Really, really like Brashad Perriman. Now, before we get out of here, I did just get two things here that I want to mention that we uh, didn't get to see earlier Okay, uh, that came out while we were recording. Um, Matthew Stafford been placed on IR, ending his season officially. He was being talked about that he might play no longer. And Evan Ingram. New York Giants also been on IR or being placed on IR seasons over. Yeah. Well, there is more news. <laughs> yeah. So there was more news, but there that is all. News. Yeah. Whoa, man. 
Quick episode, huh? It is a little bit of a quicker episode, but it's an important one. It was filled with Knowledge. information that you guys need to take. And I'm telling you, and I, I wish you guys all the luck in your championship games this weekend. And I know I need all of the luck I can get yeah. in mine. I'm really excited. I'm in one of my leagues. This is the first year in it. And I really am hoping to get him the trophy. So that's, I'm really excited. I'm really pumped for it. And uh, I, I can't wait. This is what you play for every year. And it's yeah. it's awesome to be in it. Yeah. And if you guys need more help, be sure to follow us at the FF Geniuses on Twitter, on Instagram, at the Fantasy Geniuses, and the Fantasy Geniuses on Facebook. So if you guys need that extra little boost and the extra little help, don't be afraid to hit us up. We're here to help you. DM us, add us, whatever you guys need to. Just be sure you guys contact us because we are definitely here for you guys and are definitely able to help. Now, whether myself or Austin answers, nobody knows. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it because either one of us are at work and stuff like that. But we're always willing to help. And, yeah, don't be afraid to hit us up with any questions you guys have. Yeah, like you said, we are going to be here all weekend. And, I mean, that's starting Friday night going into Saturday because there's going to be Saturday games. Let us know any questions. We are here for you guys. We are going to be taking in any suggestions that you guys have. We want to try to make this as year-round of a fantasy football podcast as we can. Yes. If you guys have suggestions for things that we should do once the offseason hits, I'm talking after playoffs because we can talk about the playoffs and fo- you know football during. Up until February. Right. And we can even talk about post. There's a lot of postseason fantasy. If you guys are interested in doing a postseason fantasy, that's something that we could possibly do. I know yeah. I'll be doing them. I'm perfectly fine with doing it with you guys as well. Just let us know. It would be awesome to set up. So, again, good luck to you guys this weekend. And I will see you Friday. We'll see you guys Friday. We'll be telling you guys again. And, man, let's, let's dominate let's, this let's week. Let's dominate this week. <laughs>